kids say we are back um both from outer space as well as um just seeing wanting to see that sad look upon your face what is that from um that's from that song i will survive you know the song yeah and now i'm back from outer space Really? Just to see that sad look upon your face. I should have changed those stupid locks. I should have made you leave a key. Really? Yes. This is a, it's a breakup song? Yeah. <laughs> I feel okay. very... Uh, I've never, ever listened to the lyrics before of that song at all. I will survive as long as I'm sad. It's like, yeah, it's... I'll survive without you. That's kind of the... I mean, I guess I got that. I just didn't realize all the words were like... Because, you know, walk out the door. Yeah, like, what did you think it was? I get about? that. But, like, I, I, I've i never listened to the verses before. Hmm. Well, that's what it's that they're singing about. Do you know what our song, uh, our intro and outro song is singing about? Dirty Deeds? Uh, it's either killing people or sleeping with people. It's sleeping with people. Okay. That's 90% of ACDC's songs is sleeping with people. Or 99%. Well, when I hear it, I like to imagine that it's killing people. Oh. Yeah. Okay. They're very interesting, ACDC. I had, uh, my biggest experience with them was uh, rock band ACDC. So I got to play through a lot of their songs once. Um, I would never want to do that. I'm so sorry. It's very, very sexual, most of their stuff. I'm going to, here, I'm going to pull up and let's, I'm going to just do ACDC lyrics and then gonna see, and I bet that the number one song that comes up is gonna be sexual, okay? See, I like ACDC okay, except for the vocals. Like, the lyrics and the actual sound. <laughs> so the music part of it? <laughs> well, no, the guitar is fine, the drum's fine, like, everything behind it's good. Yeah, uh, TNT was the first one that came up. See me right, yeah. See me right out of the sunset, on your color TV screen, out for all that I can get. If you know what I mean. Yep. There we go. All right. Yep. Women to the left of me and women to the right. Ain't got no gun. Ain't got no knife. Don't you start no fight, cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. <laughs> I'm TNT, and I'll win the fight. TNT. I'm a power load, TNT. Watch me explode. Oh, yeah. gross. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a little ACDC. I feel, you know, it's, we've been doing this it was episode 17 now, right? We haven't really talked on yeah. ACDC. I mean, it's the lounge it's kittens. It's because I don't like them. Right, but the lounge kittens <laughs> do a wonderful job. They do such a great job. Yeah, um, with, with what is our intro and outro, Mio, Muzak. Muzak. So always listen to them. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, welcome to the Bargain Den, episode 17. Yas. Yas. Um, it's been seven, it's pretty much, it's 18 weeks, right? We've been doing this because we missed one week. Yeah. Um, so 18 weeks now. Coming up on 
19 weeks. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I cannot argue with that. (laughs) I thought I was going to have a better, like, point of how many weeks we've been doing this. Yeah, we're coming up on... But doesn't it feel like a lifetime? I don't remember a time not doing this podcast. You know what? I don't remember anything, so... (laughs) That's not true, right? No. I was actually going to go the other way with it, and then I flipped sides. I was going to say, I remember when we didn't do this podcast. Mm. Those are, that's bleak. Jokes. But we do it now, and we do it, and we do it to it. And what is it that we do? We get movies that are in bargain sections of local retail establishments, and we take them from them, and then we put them into a bag, and then we choose movies from that bag. I mean, that's a bit, like, more convoluted than necessary. We pick bargain movies, and then we watch them and try to decide whether or not they are, in fact, bargain movies. Do they embody what it means to be thrifty? Frugal. Frugal. Thrifty. Cheap. Cheap, cheap. Cheap, cheap. Cheap Cheap is an enemy in uh, Mario. It's the fish. It's also the sound birds make. Yep. These are Just facts. all birds. Yep, every bird. Every single bird. You know when that graceful eagle lands on the ledge, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Cheap Cheap, I'm an eagle. You know when owls hoot and they go yeah. like... Hoo, hoo. Cheap Cheap. Well, that would make it a different sound, so they should go... Uh, uh, I didn't cheap, say cheap, all cheap. birds only say uh, cheap. Cheap, 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 cheap. Cheap, 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 cheap. Cheap, 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 cheap. What wonderful audio content you have tuned in for. <laughs> so we're going to talk about a movie, run through its plot, and then we're going to try and decide whether or not it's frugal or not. That kind of rhymed. Um, and a heads up, if when we say the title of the movie, you're like, oh, beans, I've been wanting to watch that one. Well, then, that's the place to stop the podcast and go watch it, um, because we're going to spoil it. I'm going to run through the whole plot. So, you said, and a heads up, but it sounded like you said, Anna, heads up. Like, there's Anna out there, and you're like, heads up. Hey, Anna, if you're listening. Anna. We're going to spoil this. We're going to spoil this, Everyone else can just deal, but Anna, we're watching out for you. Watching out for you, Anna. Um, And if your name is Anna, and you do listen to this, go on to iTunes and write a review, and then you could be the new bargain heir. Anna. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. We're talking to you, Anna. We're talking to you, Anna. This one, now we're, anything we suggest to anybody that's just going to Anna, everybody else are, is listening to us make recommendations and suggestions for Anna. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Anna, this week. <laughs> so, Anna. So, Anna. Yeah, we're good at that. <laughs> <laughs> this week we watched a movie called um, The... Uh, I'm trying to think of a joke title, but I can't, so I'll just say the real title. It's The Echelon Conspiracy, or just Echelon Conspiracy. I don't think there's a D in front of it. Just Echelon... There might be. That's not important. Yeah, not important, yeah. It's like the Facebook. Echelon Conspiracy (laughs) came out in 2009. Stars Shane Black and Ed Burns. You're doing that from memory? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Amazing. I got it. So when you get it up here, you know, I got the things. It, just makes, it makes it stay up there, you know. It's just what I do. I just know actors. Um, I think his name was Shane Black. Um, like 90% sure. It doesn't matter, though. So, all uh, right, here we go. Echelon Conspiracy, episode 17. And diving in. That's our diving in noise. Echelon Conspiracy uh, it follows a character who is so forgettable that I, I literally <laughs> cannot remember his name. Max. 
Um, Just a forgettable white male name. Yeah. Sorry. Well, it, it, this this movie wrote what has to be one of the most unrelatable, forgettable main characters, protagonists I've ever seen. I have never watched a movie and not understood why somebody does the things that they do more than in this movie. Um, so I don't like this is not a critique podcast. It's not a movie review podcast. But occasionally we get some what I refer to as the stinkers. And this one, boy, was it some stinkers. So this follows Max. And Max is an IT specialist who works in security. I'm, you can't see my hands, but imagine the biggest quotation marks around security. Because what he really does is he just makes people have systems that have... He makes passwords. That was it. That's the, that was his high-tech securities. He gives them passwords. That's it. Just gives them passwords. It was a different time in 2009, Brandon. Apparently. <laughs> it hasn't been 10 years, but apparently. I remember 2009. I was in eighth grade, and passwords were all the rage. Was that only eighth grade? Mm-hmm. It would have been seventh grade for you. I remember being in, I thought I was in eighth grade for the elections, 2008. I don't know. I mean, it may, like, it may have fallen, you know, how years yeah, were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Around 8th grade. Yeah, because I just I always base it on the fact that whatever year of school I was in, add one to it, and that was the year. Because I graduated in 2013. That's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, wow. So for you, except for your senior year where you jumped a year, um, you, you're on par. So, yeah, 2008 would be 8th grade. Yeah. Whoa, that's such a handy trick. <laughs> I know we've talked about this before, honey. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So Max sets up security systems for large companies all around the world, I guess. I don't know. I guess he's kind of, he just works. He doesn't have a boss. He just does it himself. Um, but he's in like Indonesia, I think, or Bangkok. And while he's there in his hotel, he receives a mysterious package from an anonymous person. And in that package is a brand new cell phone. Cell phone. Um, which is reminiscent of no phone that I've ever seen. It doesn't look, it just looks very made up Hollywood fake phone. But on that phone, he starts receiving texts from an anonymous number that is giving him financial advice that is proving to be correct. Initially, it's telling him that, you know, like, hey, hotel rooms are half off if you stay this weekend. He finds out that that's true. So he does stay the rest of the weekend instead of going home to the States. And then finds out the next day that his plane has crashed that he was going to be on. So it kind of saved his life. So he starts kind of listening to it more and following the advice that it says, and it's starting to be all true. If he does or doesn't follow the phone's advice, then he would have been making money or not. So he follows the phone's instructions to go to uh, the Czech Republic and go to a casino, and it starts telling him how he could win money, and he starts winning money that way. Well, of course, the casino guards get wind of this, and they're upset because he's clearly cheating the system. And there's a kind of a convolute, like a conversation that happens between them, like, hey, no phones. So he thinks of this brilliant plan mm -hmm. to work around it. Actually, he doesn't think of it. A man that he met at the airport who gave him a ride, apropos of nothing, some Russian man is like, hey, I'll take you wherever you're going for cheaper. He just, so he's like, all right. 
Well, he's a whiz with technology, unlike our IT main character. This semi-part-time cab driver is a whiz with technology, so his workaround for the no phones, Bluetooth earpiece, <laughs> and then text-to-speech. So he ends up winning $3 million from the casino, and of course, so security there is very upset. And this movie was such garbage. I hate describing bad <laughs> movies, Donna. It's not fun. You're doing great. Oh, I just want to burn through it so fast. And Do I'm, it. <sighs> yeah, burn through it. Basically, this is around the time of uh, WikiLeaks. And so I think that that was like a big part of their inspiration for this. So it's around the time that the NSA is... It's coming out that the NSA is watching all of us do everything that it is that we do. Like, they are one of the handful of listeners that we have of this show. It makes sense. That's just a fact of life now. But in 2009, this was buck wild stuff. So the NSA <laughs> is trying to pass some legislation to basically give uh, access to everything. The NSA can do whatever they want with any kind of bit of technology. And it turns out that the supercomputer that they've created is the one that's sending these cell phones to people and these cell phones are giving people these crazy financial advice um, that's getting them a lot of money so they start listening to everything that the phone tells them to do and then they end up dying. And our main character, Max, gets thrown into all of this and gets caught up with the FBI who's trying to figure out what's going on, which the FBI consists of, I don't remember one of the actors' names, but the other one is... Ed Burns, who, uh, his middle name is Fitzgerald, and that's where we recognized him from, was from Fitzgerald's Family Christmas, which was an early Bargainden movie. He was one of the best actors of the film, alongside his other FBI agent friend, which again, I cannot remember his name, unfortunately. Yeah, they were very fun to watch. Very good. Those two, the dialogue that they were given sometimes was not their fault, Mm because they would just... This movie just said things at times, and you can't just do that. You can't just (laughs) say something and make it be true they were driving there was a car chase in the movie it was ed burns and the main character and ed burns is doing all this crazy maneuvering and stuff and like uh the main guy's like he just says something stupid like like oh way to drive you know like that was basically the merits of what he said and then ed burns response was oh well that's what you get growing up in brooklyn i that doesn't mean anything (laughs) That they were doing a car chase that involved cars exploding. There's nowhere... That classic Brooklyn. Classic Brooklyn. You know how it is. <laughs> and the whole AI taking over, has, it just didn't... The way it was presented didn't make any sense. It wanted to take over so it could just pass the legislation itself because, you know, when AI starts to raise power... It starts to realize that the biggest enemy to humans is humans, so it needs to upgrade itself to kill off humans and protect, I guess. And so a bunch of stuff happens in the movie. I just don't know what to tell you. It was all... Max did nothing. He didn't do anything. Everybody... He did one thing. No, he didn't. He didn't do anything. His solution for everything was to involve the help of somebody else. His one major line of like character motivation in the whole movie was when he was about to hook up with a double agent spy who was so obviously a double agent that first off, they told us that from the get-go. The first time we see this lady, they're like, hey, she's like a double agent. Don't tell Max. And then Max is like, 
I'm in love with you. Like <laughs> instantly. Just like I just met this woman in, in, in the Czech Republic and I'm in love with her. And I don't know that she's an obvious double agent. So the, she's making him dinner. She falls in love with him, of course, by the way. Like instantly. For no good reason. Yeah. I mean, um, no good reason. He's not likable at all. He is miserable. And he... <laughs> they're talking about, like... It just was so ironic to me. They're talking about what they want to do with life. So it's like a good opportunity to be like, here are my character's wants and desires. <laughs> And so they go, <laughs> and she's like, well, what do you want to do? And he's like, I just want to matter. <laughs> just once. I, no, 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 I'm sorry. I just want to be useful. Even if yeah. it's just once. I just want to be useful. And he never was. Like, it's such a weirdly self-aware character. Like, I just want to do something with my life. And then he doesn't. He just doesn't. And then they... they <laughs> so he goes and it all culminates in this car fight no I'm sorry gunfight, not a car fight <laughs> go car you attack him it's a car fight it's this gunfight with Ed Burns and the other FBI agent against the rest of the FBI while Max the main character is trying to shut down Echelon that's the name of the computer system <laughs> which I also it's such a dumb why would that be the name of it like why did you not make it like operation or like something conspiracy like I don't know and then it just so happens that its name was Echelon because early on they're like is this about Echelon like everybody knew about this supercomputer it all culminates in a gunfight where Max is having to try to shut down AI and so his solution first off he, he nothing. He, his first his first solution that he tries to do is he tries to type in his password, <laughs> which doesn't work because <laughs> he set up. He's the one that set up the security for this place that the computer's trying to upload itself to for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> so he, first thing he's like, let me try my password, and then it's like. Mah. And so it's got this like percentage bar of downloading the update that's going to ruin humanity. And so then he tries to reboot the system by doing a trick that he did at the beginning of the movie to show how secure his passwords were by taking off his belt and hitting it against an electrical outlet, which sparks everything, and, and then that doesn't work. So he just looks like a doofus. <laughs> so his solution to save the world is to have this supercomputer that has access to all the information on the planet just about and very clearly has internet access he tells Echelon to look up articles that are against the legislation to pass the bill that it's trying to force pass by giving itself the upgrade. Does that make sense? The the bill So the bill was to upgrade Echelon. Right. And when it didn't pass, Echelon was like, I'll just make myself upgrade anyway. Yeah. And he asks the computer to look up freedom under the constitution and the constitutionality of that upgrade. Right. Because the computer was built to protect the United States citizens. Right. So this self-aware self-upgrading computer that somehow was able to understand the morality of freedom, then does a cursory Google search of all articles having to do (laughs) with the legislation that didn't pass 
and how everybody's really upset about it. And in seeing all of those, it's able to understand opinions, I guess, and see that the majority of people are saying that it's against freedom. And then in understanding the definition of freedom based on the Constitution, the computer decides that the upgrade that it's trying to give itself is not ideal for freedom and stops the update. And that's just not how they, I just don't, I didn't, I was, that was the solution. He didn't do it. He just, he did it. His solution was a Google search. He just did Google search and then that was it. That's what he did. And he, in quotes, saved the day. Echelon conspiracy. Yay. Yay. AI. I just, that's not how AI would work. I don't, I'm sorry. If you have access to the information, I don't, that I don't. It would have already known that from the start and there wouldn't be a story. Yeah. It would have already seen that if it was knowing, if it was going to draw anything, it, like, computer programs, I don't feel like would ignore an input of data. If it's already going there, it wouldn't not input the data, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't understand it, but there were a lot of holes in the story anyway. Yeah. And then he gets the girl and takes her to Paris. on it. Yep. Yeah, because the owner of the casino was happy that he saved the day. And so he writes him a check for $3 million. Makes sense to me. Yay. You know what also makes sense, though? Bargains. No, not tapping on the table like I just did. (sighs) And bargains. Thunder Stealer. (laughs) This movie was not a bargain movie. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Short episode this week, folks. All righty. Let's talk about it. Oh, boy. Go ahead. Well, the computer is thrifty. I mean, knows how to make some money, for sure. Who needs counting cards when you're a computer and, yeah. Oh, yeah, the computer could count cards. It could do everything. It could do everything. And, of course, it was hooked up to everything, so it would know what machine was going to hit the jackpot on how many hits. Or... Yep, that's how, um, that, cause that's how connectivity works. Yeah. Just everything. Yep. Uh, Ving Rames was the name of the other agent. Edward Burns and Ving Rames. I've seen Ving Rames in a few things. He's, yeah, he's, he's a popular guy. Yeah, he was in like Pulp Fiction and, and Mission Impossible and stuff. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I just... <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You can't just say things. Like, you can't... If you have... If your movie is based around the dangers of artificial intelligence and surveillance... You can't just say that things work because that's not how they work. I'm sorry. I, uh, I want to transport us to one scene in particular that really embodies your frustration right now. Yeah, am I going to get angry? So Ed Burns, at least at the start of the movie, works for the casino. That's mm-hmm. how he gets involved. He used to work for the FBI. And... He used to work for the FBI with the other guy. Mm-hmm. Now he works for the casino. And he's basically hired to keep people from cheating. And if they do cheat, find out how and... Stop them. Stop them. Yeah. So that's how he gets involved with Echelon because that's turns out to be what's cheating. Yeah, but he already knows about Echelon. But he already knows about it. He just discovers that now he's back in the shitstorm of yeah. Echelon. So um, he goes to talk to his boss and he's like, yeah, it's it's like having to do with Echelon, so I can't, you know, like, not not my business. That's the end. And he's like, no, you're going to find out how to make this stop. And he's like, 
okay, like, I'm not supposed to. That's the FBI and stuff, but... Or the CIA, whatever they are. NSA, yeah. <laughs> so his boss tells this long, dumb, oh, metaphorical God. story. Can I tell it? Yeah, Because he's like, he's like, you have to do it. And he's like, I'm a fan of archery. Are you a fan of archery? Well, what makes the arrow fly straight and well is the feathers. If you have good feathers, then your arrow flies straight. So I got a hawk. So I could make my own arrows and make really good arrows. <laughs> and one day, I was outside and I saw the hawk flying around outside, flying free. So I shot it. Do you know why I did? No. Because freedom. You know what I'm saying? Like that was pretty, yeah, much, pretty it. much. That was pretty much what he said. And it was like, no, dog, I don't know what you're saying. That doesn't like you. Just, you just, doesn't make any sense. You can't just say things. And I also still don't know how that has to do with the rest of the movie. It has a, it was nothing a, to do with the rest of the movie. It was a big deal. Yeah. That scene was like a big deal. And then it was like, what the fuck did he just say? I don't get it. Like, <laughs> I want to write stories that contain people telling stories that pertain to nothing going on. I just That's how I want to like move forward with any kind of creative project. Be like, Donna. You're going to have to take care of these villains and save this city. You have to do it. Do you know why? Why? Let me tell you a story. <laughs> when I was a little boy, I had four turtles. Their names were Charlie, 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 and Mathis. And one day, I decided I was going to make a stew. And I looked over, and I put all the Charlies into the stew. And then I took Mathis, and I gave it to a hawk, and it took it away. And do you know why I did that? Charlie stew? No. Because this city deserves a hero. <laughs> that was pretty much what it felt like. That's what it felt like a lot. Yeah. That was very good. Thank you, Charlie Mathis stew. I start breaking that out like whatever I just want to be like this does you know what this reminds me of uh, that's, I think that's already a joke of like oh this reminds me of the story and then you tell a really long story that's pointless but anyway I just want to start bringing out the Charlie Mathis stew um, <laughs> the Charlie 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 Mathis stew this movie was not frugal at all everybody was very frivolous again I lots mean lots of cars exploded oh bunches lots of cars lots of shots were fired and if they people... destroyed the double agent's apartment. That one hurt because she had like some nice stuff in her apartment. And yeah, it just broke everything. And the car chase that happened, it ended with um, Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames was chasing Ed Burns and and the main character Max, and it ends. And Ving is like, "I just wanted to talk to you," <laughs> and that was it. Then it stopped because he just wanted to talk to him. My dude, there's cell phones. Like, okay, I guess I get it. I guess the NSA was probably listening into everything. But, like, there was better ways. It just didn't make any sense. They blew up a bunch of cars for no reason. And they also... Also, if I had a cell phone and it was telling me correct financial advice and it took me to a casino where I was winning a bunch of money, I would stop after once. I don't care what it made me win. Right. And I don't care what issues I have with going to casinos. I would know something was messed up and call it good. Right, like, very obvious getting caught. Like, 
If, if you don't at least lose a couple in between, yeah. like, that's dumb. The guy was... He the kicked the character. fuck out so fast. Not bargain movie. I mean, that's... that Right? Not bargain. He did get a good deal on that hotel in Bangkok. I would not have listened to his cell... I don't listen to my cell phone anyway. I wouldn't... This is a different time, Brandon. No, it wasn't. It was only 2009. No, not bargain. All right. Put my foot down. I mean, yes, it's absolutely not a bargain. I just wanted to talk about it more, mm. how frustrating it was. But, I mean, it's pretty much... I would, The only thing that makes me want to give it a bargain a bargain pass is that Ed Burns was in it. But Yeah, dude, Ed Burns. I, I really like this guy. That's what that movie has taught me. It's like, I really like Ed Burns. He's yeah. very good. He is very, very Edward good. Edward Fitzgerald Burns. Yeah. Uh, he also wrote Fitzgerald Family Christmas. And it was really good. It was. It might be a Christmas movie from here on out. Yeah. I, w- I would like that because it like, best Christmas movie I think I've ever seen. I mean, next to Elf. but yeah. I knew you'd say that. I love Elf. I, I need to rewatch it. I haven't seen it all the way through. What? I've seen every piece of it, but I've never oh, like gotcha. sat down and watched it beginning it's to good. end. It's good. It's just a very sweet movie. I just like it a lot. Um, yeah, definitely adding Fitzgerald for only Christmas. Alrighty. So, not frugal. What's the lesson? Not frugal. Um, Did we do? Was the last last movie was frugal? Purgatory Flats was frugal. I just want to make sure we're keeping up with the lessons. Frugs was for what movie was Frugs for? X Men. And that was not frugal. That's yeah. right. Because we then, we went back and did a lesson right, for right. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Echelon Conspiracy, bad movie, not frugal. Yeah. Um, have character, because if you don't, it'll end up costing you. I like it. I was going to say something about like having direction in your life, and that's spot on. Have so. character, because it'll end up costing you. Echelon conspiracy. Not in, the, not in the bargain den, or the bargain bin. Not in the not bargain bin. In the trash. In the trash, with the... Borat. Tri- oh, Borat, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What are you guys? Try 17, but that was actually pretty good. It's just weird. It's just very, very weird. Very strange. I don't know if it was... Um, Anyway, in the trash with Borat. Was. I want to, so, okay, good. We've done our jobs here. Have character because it'll end up costing you. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to introduce a new segment to this show. We're just kind of expanding our wings here, you know, bringing in. Cheap, cheap. Yeah, yeah, that means you, <laughs> yeah. Um, we're expanding our wings and, and getting some new ground here. I want to introduce a new segment. Because here in the Bargain Den, you know, we're, we're talking about movies and stuff. But how we have a little segment where we just we bring on a subject or a topic matter and we just do a quick rundown, frugal, not frugal, on the subject matter. How's that sound? Okay. Okay, so I do I, think in the future you should just pop it out like surprise. Yeah. We're doing this segment. Yeah, so I will I'll bring it up at random oh, like at random points in the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. So for you, okay. Yeah. Well, what I did is beforehand, I didn't talk to you about how I was gonna go about this. But I opened up a, and I'll probably try to find a better one, a random topic generator for speeches. Um, so today's topic, bees. Bees. Frugal, frugal not, not frugal. frugal. <laughs> <laughs> bees, um, very frugal. I'd say, you if think? anything, they're hoarders. Mm, true, yeah. true. They do have a lot, and they keep it in their system. I think they have, a, they have a tight working system. I don't want to take anything more than I already probably already do with my lifestyle away from bees. Because I try to save bees when I can. Mm-hmm. I like me some bees. Save the bees. Um, save however, the bees, they're frugal. True, true. But I've seen a lot of the marketing campaigns that Honey Nut Cheerios have. 
not the most frugal thing. I don't think you should waste money on that. They do, however, put some of that marketing material into saving the bees. So True. go go bees. Bees frugal. Bees frugal. Bees frugal. We're expanding our listeners' <laughs> knowledge of life, certain movies, frugal, and in general ideas and topics, bees frugal. Yep. Bees, bees are frugal. Be frugal, bees. Mm-hmm. Bees bees be frugal. Bees be frugal. Bees be frugal. Don't title the episode that. <laughs> I won't. Because <laughs> it's, I don't want, yeah, anyway, this is a little special, special thing in the middle of the special, special, special thing in the middle of the Special treat. A little treat in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> Bees are frugal. All right. Awesome. So we've got, uh, at least that's like a light at the end of the tunnel after like a not frugal trash movie. Right. Like Bees are frugal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So from here on out, I, you don't know what's going to happen. And I'm going to throw it to you, I think. Primarily, you're going to be the decision maker. I'm going to be the one. I'm testing your bargain skills. Oh, awesome. I love so, it. Yeah, that's going to be the thing. Your, your bargain knowledge, your bargain skills, and I'll just throw out the topic to you. All right. <clears throat> so thank you, everybody, for listening to the Bart. What? You going to say something? You're going to yawn. We're we, we on a tight schedule here. I was yawning silently mm. with my mouth closed, so I wouldn't make you yawn, sir. I'm trying to be considerate. You stop it. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to The Bargain Den. Uh, we have fun here. High energy. Mm-hmm. And Anna, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks, Anna. <laughs> thanks so much, Anna. Um, uh, appreciate uh, appreciate you listening, Anna. <laughs> Anna, one, Anna, two, Anna, one, two, three, four. Please, Anna, be frugal. Um, <laughs> no, this is just garbage. We're just saying words again. Um, want to thank again the Lounge Kittens for our intro and outro uh, music. Very good, very good group, wonderful people, um, talented people. Want to thank Sarah Anastasia for our artwork, um, picture of us uh, holding our cats, uh, all cartoony like. That's Sarah Anastasia. Want to thank Anchor for hosting us and spreading our podcast to multiple different platforms. You can listen to us most places, yeah. except Stitcher. Except Stitcher. Um, but if you uh, do listen to us on Anchor or wherever you do listen to us, do listening to us, wherever you do listen to us, <laughs> if you go to Anchor, you can become a listener. Like it's a special thing if you become a listener because then you make a monthly donation to us and help support this podcast. Just one donation of 99 yeah, cents yeah, yeah, yeah. a month. <laughs> That's no, stop it. <laughs> That's mean. Buys us a bargain movie? That was true, it would. For the whole month. Because we get them for like a quarter. Yeah. Thank you, Grandma Donna. <laughs> um, and so it's weird. It's kind of strange asking for donations here to, like as a financial advice podcast because it's not very financially frugal if you to, to be supporting something if you are not able to. If you are able to uh, and that's in your wheelhouse and you would like to support us, then you become a listener. Um, another way to support us is to go on to iTunes and write us a review. And if you do, you will become uh, the bargainer, the new bargainer. The bargainer. Uh, so this week, the bargainer of the bargain din is <gasps> it's Quinn again. Mm. Uh, I got you. I got you. I'm going to stop even listening. <laughs> um, Quentin, thank yep. you. And sorry about your earbuds, man. I know it's rough. So if you're not listening to this at work, I know it's probably rough. Sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> Quinn's going through some crisis at work uh, involving uh, the presence or not presence of earbuds so uh, and his ability to listen to podcasts at work. So, Actually, I know last time we asked listeners to email us um, something you know, about their 
it related to the show. I'm not going to go into it. But this time, I would love to see some emails from our you know, listeners about their experience with hashtag life without buds. Yeah, life without buds. Yeah. If you, or, or find us on Twitter at The Bargain Den. And, yeah, tweet at us. And, or just you know, use the hashtag life without buds and we'll, we'll look into... Uh, I wonder if anybody else has been talking about life without buds. Hold on, let's see. Let me, we can do that. <laughs> yeah, we got time. This is our show. Mm-mm-mm. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. Good quality. Oh, hey, um, just to fill the air, because that's what you got to do is, um, wait, is it Life Without Buds or Life Without Bud? Buds. Because Life Without Bud would be marijuana. Nope, just us. Cool. So, yeah, use use the hashtag Life Without Buds. Mm-hmm. Let us know your experience. Yeah. How However short or long you might have been in that tragic situation. Yeah. And you can send us an email if you want of whatever, you know, anything you want to email us about um, at the, the bargain den cast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also on Anchor, we don't ever talk about this, but on Anchor you can send us a voicemail. That's the thing you can do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. If you've got some comments, questions, concerns about stuff, you can go on Anchor and you can get your voicemail. <laughs> I'm Adam Chandler. I don't know how to do Adam Sandler's voice. And this is I'm talking too low. Anyway, that's been the bargain den. Uh, anything else? No, I think we covered it. Alrighty. Well, uh, thank you everybody for listening. And I'm gonna take this pencil. Do you like this pencil? Don't break it. What if I do? No, don't break it. But it sounds like it would be. I don't want to do that. Never mind. It is your pencil. It's a nice pencil. There's no point to break it. You know, if we did break it, that wouldn't, it wouldn't be, be frugal. It wouldn't be frugal. Mm-hmm. I felt like a bully right then. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you like oh, this, pen- oh, is this, this your pencil? Do you like it? You want me to break it? <laughs> Just I was trying to do something. Something to like pump up the mood a little bit. Just yeah, well, you did, you bully. All right. Pinch those pitties. Stay frugal. And don't be a bully. Be a bee. 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 Be a